I love that song. And the reason I wanted to start with that song is because it talks about how God loves us so much and that we are forgiven for our sins and for the things that we do that are wrong because he he sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for us and Jesus took those stripes and he he shed all that blood so that we could still live forever and have an eternal life of joy and happiness and no worry and no sorrow but it's just like the verse says I'm forgiven because you were forsaken and and even it even talks about you know Jesus says God why have you forsaken me and It's because of this very reason that God knew the only way for us to be worthy or to even have a chance at a life of happiness eternally that he had to send his son to die for us. And we have been talking about the fact that we are sinners and yet God still loves us. And I want to continue to elaborate on that because it is really important in the Christian walk that we know how much God loves us. It's easy for us to doubt. It's easy for us to say, you know what, I just messed up. There's no way that God could love me after that. But that's just not true. Because he was, Jesus was forsaken. He he gave his life on Calvary for us. And if we keep that faith in God, then it can help strengthen us and strengthen our faith in our Christian walk and in serving God. So I have quite a few scripture verses. It was really hard to narrow them down. Um, for our talk today, but they're so important. And it, and it's not that any other scripture isn't important as much as these are, but these just really kind of speak to us about what we should do, how we should handle things, and, and why God loves us. And um, I want to start in James chapter 1, verses 12 through 18. And if you're following along in your Bible, it's in the New Testament. It's right after Hebrews, so it's almost towards the back. Um, and it's a pretty short book of the Bible, but it discusses how we are, this section discusses how we are to love God through our trials instead of giving up on him. And these verses will help us, you know, lead through today's lesson. So James chapter one, verses 12 through 18. And it says, blessed is the man who endures temptation for when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life which the Lord had promised to those who love him. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. And, and that is talking about our worldly lives, our human lives, and how we're drawn away to the world. Then, in chapter, or verse 15, When desires have conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. Do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Of his own will he brought us forth by the word of truth, that we might be a kind of first fruits of his creatures." And I wanted to uh, really ponder on these scriptures right here because it talks about how our body, our, our, our spirit, our, our worldly lives try to take over our spirit inside. And, and we, as humans, want to go 
to the things that we desire most and do the things that we desire most, even when we know they're not of God. And there are scripture verses that discuss how, how it is difficult to, you know, what you need to do in life that is right for God, but yet it's so much easier to go the other way and do the things that you want to do instead. And this is where it starts to talk about in James when we're tempted and when we give in, then it brings forth sin and sin is birthed and then it brings forth death. Because if we continuously live a life of, of sinful ways and not try to do better, and if we try to just please everybody in the world, and I'm, I'm guilty, I'm 100% guilty of trying to do things that I would prefer to do or trying to be like people that I've surrounded myself with. And it's not good. It's, it's not okay because God has something so much better for me. And yet I had to take the time to realize that and give in and say, okay, God, here I am. I'm yours. But I had to give up quite a bit of stuff. And, and that includes, you know, losing people that I've, I've talked to for the past seven years or people that I came to really know and love. And, and it's hard because you do lose a lot of things in your Christian walk, but it's not for the bad. It might hurt, but it's for the better of you and for the better of God to live through you. So we want to make sure that we don't give birth to that sin. And unfortunately, we're all born from sin. And it, it, it's like the world's against us before we even come out of the womb. But God loved us enough. And it, his love was so amazing that he sent his son to die on the cross for us so that we can continuously live a better life. And even if we mess up, we can ask for that forgiveness. And, and God is sure to forgive as long as we are truthful with ourselves and truthful in our hearts. And it's like I said before, you can't just go out and do one thing one day, know that it's wrong and say, oh, well, God's going to forgive me anyhow. Well, that's just, that's not how it works. You still have to strive to do better. So today's lesson is actually talking about striving to be better but not giving into the temptations, not going back into the worldly ways of sin when God doesn't answer our prayers. And that's a hard one. That's a really hard one for us as human and as Christians to kind of get over and look through. Because if you think about it, we want everything now. We want it handed straight to us. Unfortunately, that's just the way our society is and, and this, these generations are. We expect things to happen right when we ask for them. And that is just not the way God works. And I've heard people say in the past, well, why would you serve a God who doesn't answer your prayers? Well, he does. But God doesn't answer every prayer the way that we expect for him to. And that can really hit home. And that really hits home with me. But it can really kind of stomp on the toes a little bit because it it's hard to wait patiently and be patient with God when we've asked him for something. So everybody thinks of these, this verse when it comes to asking God for something. And it's in first John and it's, it's five, um, chapter five verses 14 and 15. And it says, now this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. So everybody thinks as Christians, we hear verses 14 and 15 and think, okay, anything that I ask in confidence of God, he's going to give it to me. 
Well, what they miss in those verses, in verse 14 especially, you have to ask anything according to God's will for your life. And people forget that. So they just look at it and they say, okay, God, um, I want a new car or I want a new job or I want this, that, or the other. And people just expect it to be dropped on the front of their doorstep. Well, that's just not how it works. What they should say is, okay, God, this is my situation. Now, you know of the things I need before I even ask. And God, these are the things that I feel that I need, but I need you to do it by your will, Lord. And, and that's where it's hard for us as Christians because, like I said, we just want it to fall on our doorstep because we serve a mighty God who is bigger than any situation that we could come against. So we just expect him to do this for us, but we have to make sure we ask in his will. This doesn't mean that he's not listening and that he loves you any less, but it's important to realize that God is not a wishing well. And I read that in one of my devotions a couple days ago, and I was like, oh my goodness, that, that hurts. <laughs> because as Christians, we just think we can go ask, and, and we expect our prayers to be answered right away. And then when we don't have those prayers answered the way we expect them to be, or the way we want them to be answered, then we start giving up on God, we lose our faith, we lose our trust in Him, and then we tend to let the world and our attitudes get the better of us. And we get angry, and then we sin. So what happens is God is working in his own way for the things that you need, but you need to ask him of his will for our lives. Ask of those things that you want and say, God, here I am. I am yours, but these are the things I need in my life, but not for me, but for your will, by your will be done. So it's important to realize once again that God is not that wishing well. And when there's unanswered prayers, it's because God has something far better in store for you. He's got something so much better in store for me. And I, when I was working in the hospital, I worked in the hospital for the past seven years, worked through COVID. And y'all know if you've been listening, it was hard. And I would say in the last year of my job, um, I was constantly crying. I was talking to mom on the phone, my mom on the phone. And I just cry on the way to work and I say, I, I, I can't do this anymore, but I'm afraid if I take another job closer to home, I'm going to lose, you know, the paycheck because the paycheck was good. So I'm going to lose so many things. And then my husband and I are going to have to learn to live a completely different way. Not that we live above our means, but it can still cut down on things. But I constantly say, okay, God, please, I need a different job. Please open a door for me. Please do this, that, or the other. Well, he did, but it was later and it wasn't until February of 2021, but God opened a door for me that was so much better, far better than I could have even, even asked for. And this is when this happened, you know, a, a month or two after I really started turning my life around and really started giving my heart back to God and trying to make him the first love in my life and trying to let God be in my life the way he should have been all along. And when I did that and I started trusting and believing and saying, okay, father, I am yours. I am, I'm your seed plant in me what you need. Watch me grow. Help me to be the Christian I can be for you. And anything that I have in my life, Lord, get rid of it. That's a problem. And, and then I can say, Lord, these are the things I need in my life or these are the things that I want in my life. But by John, first John, chapter five, verse 14, 
I am asking it in your will. And then I'm confident that he heard me. He clearly did because I got a better job and, and I'm doing so much better in life. And I'm surrounded by much better people. So there's always something that God has in store for us. But we have to wait on it just a little bit longer sometimes. But, but then here comes in our worldly ways. You can't get mad at God. You can't get mad if he doesn't show you or answer that prayer and put it on your doorstep right away. Because if you do, then this is showing God that you lack that faith you need for him to answer your prayer in his own way. And it's waiting patiently on the Lord. And it's, and it's trying to be patient in life because Lord knows we are not patient creatures. And when we tend to let our attitude get the better of us and get angry, like I said, then the sin happens. So it's really important to understand that it's just not going to be a cakewalk and that God will answer your prayers, but for your will, for the will of your life, when you realize that it's for you and for the will of the life that you're supposed to be walking in and not what you just want. So Proverbs 16 Verse 32 tells us, he who is slow to anger is better than the mighty and he who rules his spirit than he who takes the city. So you kind of think about it and you're like, well, I don't get angry that quickly. Well, no. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you get super angry at God or, but what it's saying is it doesn't mean to be devoid of anger. There are a number of things that can make us angry and including, you know, not answering a prayer, but what happens is when you observe in this verse, it's not teaching us to delay anger, but it's timing and it's whether we should be angry or when we should be angry. How are you going to respond if God doesn't answer that prayer? You need to ponder and be slow to respond. Just because God doesn't answer right away doesn't mean that it's okay to get angry with him. So that's why I say be slow to respond. Um, so in, in times like these, when we are getting a little upset because God hasn't answered our prayers, um, and we end up unfortunately getting upset and angry with God instead of being slow to anger, then it's time to remember we have to keep rejoicing in the hard times and rejoicing in the Lord because when we still have joy, then we we tend not to become sinful in nature again. While it's really hard to keep that joy, we, we still have to try to strive for it and still say, okay, God, I know it's coming. I know what you're doing is, is by your will. And I know that you're going to answer this prayer one way or another, even if it's not the way that I expect, but joy and God expects us to have that joy in all things, especially in him. So when you're feeling down and feel that God does not care and that you, you might end up having a tendency to slip back into your sinful ways. Just remember to try to keep that faith and keep your joy in God while he is working in your life. He's still going to love you if you get upset with him because he can probably get upset with you. He can get disappointed in you, but he still loves you. So you need to still love him and you still need to trust him and have faith in him that what he's doing is good for your life. Philippians 4.4 talks about keeping the joy in your life. And it talks about rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice and let your gentleness be known to all men that the Lord is at hand. 
So when you rejoice continuously through the hard times and through the struggles of waiting on him to answer a prayer, in, in, even if you slip back into in, a sinful way of your life, you can say, get back up, stand up, say, God, I'm yours. I'm sorry for messing up. I know what I did was wrong. I'm going to do my best to be better, do my best not to do it again. I'm keeping my faith in you. I'm going to be joy. I'm making a joyful noise. I'm going to be glad in you. And when we do this, it's a lot easier for us not to slip back into that sinful way. So just remember, though, even if you do mess up while you're waiting on God, one prayer he will answer right away is when we ask him for forgiveness of the sins that we committed. And this is because of his grace. And my mom and I had a conversation yesterday about God's grace and why it's so good. And talking about how when people get saved... You know, God can come back right, Jesus could come back right now, and I may have messed up this morning. I've probably slipped up and said something, or or I did yesterday and didn't realize it, and I forgot to ask God to forgive me, but God knows where my heart is, and it's because of God's grace that we begin to realize that we are still loved, and that just because I messed up one time, that Jesus isn't going to leave me behind, and this has been a question in, in, within, some, within the family, within some family members um, talking about, you know, when people get saved. And it's kind of concerning because you do mess up. We still mess up. <clears throat> but that's why Jesus died on the cross. And that's why God's grace is sufficient for us. And we realize that in our walk with God, in our Christian walk, that it's mainly about being patient and we know that it's about messing up, but if we can, if God can be patient with us and have grace for us, then why can we not wait on him? And this is because we are human and we tend to want what the flesh wants. So having God, having that grace and forgiving us consistently when we do make mistakes and knowing that we're trying and knowing where our heart is keeping that joy and trying our best not to fall back in our sinful ways and allowing God to take the time to answer those prayers will help us be stronger in, in our faith and help us not to sin. But unfortunately, when things look bad, we tend to get scared and that's when we start to expect our answers right then and there. So we forget to keep the joy and we forget that it is in God's hands and that, that the Lord is at hand. <clears throat> but Thank God for his grace because he still loves us when we, we mess up. And even if we lose our patience and our faith in him. So in this time, when we talk about trying to be the best Christian we can be and waiting on God, we know it's hard and you have to resist the temptations that come your way. And you have to try to be as good as you possibly can be because first Peter five, five through 11 talks about resisting the devil because he walks around like a roaring lion trying to seek who he may or seeking out who he may devour he's trying to take out the weak but if you stand on the word of god satan has no power over you and i'd like for you to take time to read first peter chapter 5 verses 5 through 11 because it is so important to understand <clears throat> that the devil is out to get you but when you are a child of god you 
stand on the word of God. You keep that word hidden in your heart. You keep the faith, even though you're waiting on God to maybe answer a prayer that you've been asking for, but you know that you've answered or you've asked in his will for your life, then Satan has no power over you. Yeah, he's going to throw some temptations your way. He's going to try to tell you to get mad at God. He might whisper, you know, a little something in your ear and say, or in your conscience and say, you know what? It's been months or it's been a year for me and like me, for instance, and God still hasn't answered your prayer. Why are you still having faith? Why are you still trusting? And unfortunately, I let him get the best of me. I hated every minute of my job towards the end. The last year was miserable in my job. And it wasn't just because of COVID, but there were so many other things going on. So I let Satan take control and I forgot that I was a child of God and I got, I got mad. I got bitter. I got upset and I just lost my faith. But you know what? I got back in the word. I stand strong on God's word. And when I did that and I flipped my life around and I flipped the, 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 my life, the way I see things in my time in the Bible and my time with God, then he began to answer my prayers and I didn't lose, you know, a ton of money like I was afraid I would if I took another job closer to home. But he did so much more than that. He gave me a normal life. I have time with family. I have time to worship him. I'm not exhausted all the time because Satan had no authority over me anymore. I wouldn't let him. So Satan cannot touch you. He is not a threat in your life. If you stand on the word, know that you're a child of God, washed in the blood of Christ. So read those verses on your own. First Peter chapter five, verses five through 11. Let them soak in. And then really listen to verses 10 and 11 over and over and over again. And, and I'll at least read those two. And it says, but may the God of all grace who called us to be his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, perfect, established, strengthen and settle you to him be the glory in the dominion forever and ever. Amen. And I love that because to God be the glory that you you're casting all your cares upon him. You're not letting anybody get in the way of you. You're not letting Satan pull you back into your sinful ways, even if it happens even if you do fall into those temptations and you let them take you over, God still loves you. He's right there waiting for you and saying, come on, child, come back. But know that God has so much more in store for you. And that's really what I wanted to elaborate on today <clears throat> is that God has so much more in life waiting for you. But all you have to do is be patient, slow to anger, trust him, keep your faith in him and Yes, we're still sinners because we're born into life this way, but we can strive to be better. And that's when we stand on the word as in 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 5 through 11. We're resisting the devil. He walks about trying to take us down. He's trying to devour you at your weakest points in life, but you stand strong and stand firm on the word of God and he has no power over you. Only God does. And then you're in the will of God and, and you're walking in God's will so know that God has so much more in store for you. And that's why I say from one sinner to another, because like I said, we all fall short. We're all messing up at times, but he still loves us. We get back on our walks in Christ as we should. And he has so much more in store for me and you. The last scripture that I want to read is from 1 John. Um, <clears throat> it's also chapter four. I know we've been in 1 John one other time. And it's verse four. And it says, you are 
you are of God, little children, and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. So this is where I say, keep the faith, trust God, stand firm on the word, and then you won't fall back into your sinful ways. You, you can resist that temptation easier. You can resist the devil and he will flee from you because God is in you and he is greater in you than he who that is in the world. So if you're of the world, God's not as strong in your life. And that was me. I was living in the world. I, you know, I, I said I loved God. I loved Jesus. I believed that he died for me. But it doesn't mean I was walking the right path that I should have been. So remember in this scripture, know that God is greater in you. You can overcome the world even if you mess up. God's grace is still sufficient. He is in you if you let him live in you and if you let him take your life over. And if you just say, okay, God, I am of yours. I am not of this world any longer. And because of this, you can resist anything that comes your way. You're not going to fall short of the glory of God. He's not going to leave you because you sinned one time. He's not going to forsake you because that's who he is. He came, he, he, he loves us and he sent his son to die on the cross for us for these very reasons. So from one sinner to another, I say, keep the word, stand strong, keep your faith, stand fast and let God live in your heart and be of God more so than you are of the world. And you will be able to wait patiently on him. You will know that he's answering your prayers accordingly as the way they should be in your life. No, it might not be what you want. It might not be as fast as you want it to be, but God's still working. He's still on the throne and it's okay. You're still going to mess up. I still mess up every day. I'm not perfect, but his grace is so much better. It's so much better than any of us. It's hard for us to forgive and let go, but God can do it at the drop of a verse or at the drop of a ask and, you know, ask in his name and say, Lord, I'm sorry. This is me. I, I am laying it all at your feet. I'm laying myself at your feet because I messed up and I fell short. But he says, you know what? It's okay. I still love you. I'm still working in you. I'm still working in your life. I've not forgotten you. I've not unheard. I have heard your prayers. And it's not that they're unanswered. It's just we're not doing it the way you want it to be done. And that's the hardest part for us. So I, I pray today and I, I pray that you who are listening can understand that God is just working in your life. But you got to take the time with God. You got to give your life to Christ. And you've got to say, okay, God, I'm tired of being impatient with you. I'm tired of being angry. I'm sorry that I've, I've gotten mad and I've sinned or I've fallen back into certain temptations. But Lord, not my will, but your will be done. And this is how much he loves us because we have to work for it. But when we work for it, he, it's so much more and he's given us so much more than we could have even asked. And I just want to show you that God loves you so much and he loves you even if you're impatient and he loves you even if you get mad at him and he still loves you even if you fall back into temptations and you start sinning again, but he loves you so much that you can run back to the father and say, I am sorry please forgive me and try to do better. So Lord, I just thank you and I praise your holy name today, Father. Lord, we ask, Father, of you that you would answer the prayers in our life according to your will. 
And Father God, that even though we are sinners and even though we fall short of your glory every day, Lord, that you still love us and we thank you for that. We come to you with thanksgiving in our hearts. We come to you with joy and with praise and with gratefulness, Lord, today. And and we keep the joy and we're trying to keep the faith in you. And Father God, I pray that whoever's listening, that they can keep their faith in you, Father God, that you just wrap your arms around them and that they feel your presence, Lord, and that they have the joy in their lives that they need to be able to praise and worship you in the waiting, Lord. In the in the times that there it calls to be patient, Father God that you give us the grace that we desire, Lord, and that we need in order to wait on you, God. Lord, we thank you for loving us no matter what, even when we fall short, even if we are sinners. And Jesus, I just ask right now that if if anybody is listening, that Lord, you reach out and you just give them your hand and you say, I am yours. I am right here with you. That it's coming. Blessings are coming because of favor and and that we are your children, God, and that the blessings are on their way. But just remember, remind us, Lord, to to have grace and be patient with you just as you are with us. Lord, and I thank you for that, that you help us to resist the temptations of of Satan, that we stand fast on your word, that you have given us this book to live by, because Lord, this is who we should be in you, Jesus. And I thank you right now for all that you do and for all of your blessings, Lord, and for what you continue to do in our lives, Jesus. And we just give you glory and honor and praise for all that you've done, all that you continue to do. And we thank you that you are working in our lives. You are working in a mighty way that we can't even see, Lord. And we just praise your holy name. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening. I apologize if I kind of shot around a little bit, got off topic here and there, but there's just so much to remember about God's love for you and about his glory and, and what he has in store for you as you walk your Christian walk. I thank you and I look forward to our next session together. Have a good week.